just at the start of this Skype call, by the way, there is a little bit of interference. Just for, only for, for a few just seconds. for the first question. Enjoy the interview. Okay, on the line, we have probably Ireland's most travelled player ever. Killian Sheridan has, pl- has played his trade in Scotland, England, Bulgaria, Cyprus, and now in Poland. And at 28 years of age, he's at the peak of his career, and that has shown over the last two years with the goals flowing. Killian, welcome to the Big Kickoff. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Listen, Killian, before we talk about your travels and your experiences, uh, We'll get one thing out of the way, which you're probably sick to death of being asked, but uh, how how rubbish are you that you can't get into the Ireland squad now? Look, I'm not in their their plans. They don't don't like me play or have Maybe nothing will change there, so I can't... Uh, I can't keep. I'm not going to keep being about or yeah. giving out like I should. Yeah, no. And you should be there, or, or in in ten years' time, I'm not going to be looking to come back bitter, uh, disappointed. Yeah, but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be bitter about it. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think just because you're on your travels or as well as around Europe that that's been a disadvantage to you? Uh, maybe, maybe. A lot, a lot of people might. Well, a lot of people I know will only know me or remember me from when I was playing in Scotland, yeah, or maybe the, my last game for Ireland. Um, and even I know, like the player I am now to the player I was then, is there's a, a massive difference. Um, so I don't know if that's maybe if that's in their thinking as well. Um, Maybe maybe they came and seen a game and and I was rubbish. You uh, you don't know. Um, So I'm kind of there's no point in trying to second guess and think what what people are thinking. So uh, I just have to kind of get my head down and and get on with it. Yeah. Um, Other players, we were just myself and Dave is here with me as well. We were we were just talking there. Do you think that puts other players off? Going uh, abroad as well. Uh, I don't think so. No, no. I think maybe, maybe players who are on the cusp of a squad and who have who have offers to stay in England, um, maybe it might for them. But I don't think it would put off players like big name players who are going to be in the squad. I don't think it's going to really be an issue, that big of an issue. Yeah. Um, and then players who kind of are out of the picture, it's not something that really comes into your head. It didn't come into my head when I left um, originally to go to, to Apoel. Uh, if anything, it would have it would have helped my chances um, at the time. Yeah. But that's kind of that's that's my take on it anyway. Yeah. Uh, says says on Wikipedia you're six foot five. Are you six foot five? Yeah, on on, on the internet I'm I'm big, I'm in the <laughs> <laughs> But the thing the thing is because all the clubs use what they find on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Um in match programs and stuff. So like other teams maybe might be looking at like scouting the team for the next game or something. Yeah. And uh 
So, you know, like they might be expecting a big, this Peter Crouch to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they say, see me. So it <laughs> might be a little bit of mental games that, that can work before games. Um, um, would you advise players to, to venture further from the UK if they're, if they're, if they're finding it hard to, to get a contract? Would you, would you encourage people to go away into Europe and, and uh, try and find, I suppose, not their level, but their, their place in football? Um, definitely, yeah. Look, it's, it's worked out very good for me. I know um, it, it can be hard. You can go, it's generally in once you go like into kind of central eastern europe it's clubs aren't run the same way as as players would be used to back yeah. at home or in the uk um like you, you can go to teams and maybe you go a few months without getting paid mm, right uh, and like lo- lots of things like this that's once you kind of get over it and almost get used to it um, then it, it does make it a lot easier. Because like when I first went to Bulgaria, um, and like for the first, it was nearly the first three months, I hadn't hadn't been paid. And the kind of like they go to the basically the deadline, right? So <laughs> when like the last chance to have to pay you, um, so that was kind of like so. When I first went, I was thinking, what am I doing? Like this is, this is a shambles. This is dodgy. Um, yeah, but also because I went young and I kind of I stuck it out for a year there, uh, and then kind of went back for a few months. Um, that kind of set the set the foundations for me to be able to go. I think anywhere. Yeah, and of course the language barrier is always a, is a problem. So, uh, are you multilingual now, or are you just uh, just getting by with, uh, with your English? I've just I've just got a. <laughs> I've got a really good English, <laughs> foreign English accent. Now. <laughs> you just shout louder. English it? talking, so I've, I can speak to foreigners very good, where they understand me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, um, even like my, uh, here now there's a, at Yagaloni there's a guy from from Glasgow, Ziggy Gordon. Right. And a lot of the time. They, they don't know what he's saying <laughs> and then they're like saying we don't we don't have a problem with Killian like we understand him from <laughs> yeah. the beginning but, but with a... you nothing and it's the same for for my girlfriend Jodie she's Glasgow as well right so it's a blessing and it's a blessing nine times out of ten people people don't understand her like we'd be in a restaurant and she'll be asking for something and she'll have to say it three or four times and then she'll say to me will you ask and I'll just say it in like just in English like I'm speaking normal yeah and they pick it up straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, that's the only uh, language change I've, re- I've really had. Right. Um, so how did, the, how did the move to Bulgaria come about? Uh, what was, I mean, were they looking at you? Did, what, what sort of way did that develop? Um, no, I, th- I think they were looking for a striker. Um, that's another thing that I've, you, not that you get used to, but it's kind of, it opens your eyes to how a lot of moves come about. Um, I think like we, I, I always had the idea that in the UK, um, when a team wants someone, they go and look at players, they scout them, and then they'll make their move. Yeah. Whereas 
away from all of that, away from like the kind of the main leagues and the like the big countries. Uh, a lot of the time, it can be a club needs a striker, and they'll maybe like put it out to a few agents and stuff, and then they'll come back with, "We've got this guy, we've got this guy," right? And then the club will pick. So a lot, a lot of the time, I think they're signing players blind. Not blind. Obviously, they'll do research and they'll have a look. But uh, I think that was the case for me. Anyway, I think to Bulgaria, they, they needed a striker, and I was I was recommended to them. Right. Um, and did you jump at it straight away, or did you t- have a good long hard think about it? Uh, no, I had a good think about it. I had. It was kind of the the season finished. Um, end of May, and I basically took the month of June for the holidays um, kind of to think about it because yeah. I, th- I still had two years maybe at Celtic or a year at Celtic right. um, but they would they would have been looking for me to go out on loan and they kind of said look you can there's an offer there for them to buy you you can go we're not going to stop we're going to accept it like right. or you can sign another year go out on loan in another year here um, but because I'd been like the previous maybe two seasons kind of every transfer window I was out on loan yeah so it got to the stage where I just wanted to I wanted to move rather than another loan another loan deal you uh, in Scotland you well you played for a couple of clubs up there but you did get the score against uh, Celtic and Rangers up there uh, was the Celtic one satisfying? Uh yeah, um, satisfying in yeah. So yeah, it's always nice to <laughs> go back to somewhere that kind of somewhere obviously where you were deemed not good enough. Yeah, and uh, not you're not going, you're not proving them wrong. Obviously, at the time I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to play at Celtic. So, um, but part of it, it's always. There's a little bit that's that feels good. Yeah, yeah. Although it's 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 part of life, isn't it? It's learning and and, exper- and getting exper- that experience. And and nowadays, yeah. Knows, yeah. a lot of a lot of teams are looking for that experience rather than the youth. So, um, yeah. So you moved on. I mean, you 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 caught fire back here again when you went to uh, Applewell, and I mean that that must have been just a dream move out there. You had the weather. You had the 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 trophies. Uh, you were in the Champions League. Could it, could it have got any better? Um, no, no. In the end, <laughs> obviously the middle the middle part of it with the Champions League is is the highlight. Um, but when I first went there, I, I struggled. Uh, um, I kind of underestimated the the quality there, the league. Yeah. Um, and kind of, and I think also a bit of the expectations of the club. Right. I kind of went there thinking maybe they'll get like Europa League or Champions League during Champions League qualifiers. Like kind of thinking, imagine if they got to the Champions League. Yeah. But it was actually their it was their expectation to get to the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cypri- um, Cypriot football has. Oh, so they got that issue. Yeah, it's grown hugely over the last oh, how, how many years? Eight, ten I'd years. Say f- yeah, five That's to ten happened. years. Yeah. they've been Applewell since 
They're in scores I think group since, this year, right? Since they? they had that run in the Champions League where they got to the quarterfinals, yeah. they've been Champions League or Europa League every year. And there's been Apollon have been in the Europa League groups twice. Uh, and actually maybe before Applewell there was another and notices were in the group Champions League group stages. Um and all all of this I didn't know yeah, before yeah. I went over. So it was kind of So you had a pre- obviously I, I knew about the quarter final run. Yeah. You had um, a preconceived but kind idea, of did you? The whole yeah, yeah. I had that idea of probably everyone that it's like, it's it's Cyprus, it's a holiday. Yeah. There's probably thinking most of it is part-time and stuff like that. Uh, there is, uh, there is like, there's a big difference in the top six and the bottom six teams. But the quality of the top six, I wasn't expecting. Right. Uh, what about comparison between the Scottish League maybe even championship and the the Cypriot league is is there is there much of a comparison or is it strong, just a lot stronger uh, it's all it's always hard to compare leagues because it's it's always it's different styles of play yeah um championship is everyone watches clips of the championship and you see there's they're not like it's not attractive flowing football or really good football that you'd I think people think it is yeah um, it has a lot of money and a lot of good players but it's a hard hard league to play in um, and then Scotland it's Scotland doesn't have the money but it has a lot of uh, it has a lot of good players and it, I think they have for me, I think that's why the Scottish coaches do so well because they don't have, when a lot of them start out in Scotland, they don't have the money that coaches in England might have. Right, right. So they have to develop players, they have to kind have of to be good at their job, do what they can with, with what they have, yeah. Um, and I think that's why it kind of it sets a lot of them up for, for success in England. So obviously you're at Apoel. How did it go down with the Apoel fans when you switched across the road to Ammonia? It wasn't actually that bad no. because Apoel released me. So right. they didn't renew my contract. Yeah. And I was free for a few weeks and kind of basically the day after I left, the the manager of Ammonia phoned me saying he want, like was really keen to sign me. And then uh, I kind of... I could have was getting calls kind of from basically the top six teams mm. without Apoel obviously um, all saying they were interested but from Ammonia I got the most uh, felt like they, they were the most interested um, so that kind of early on swung my head uh, towards them Why did you feel you didn't get uh, another contract with Apoel? Uh, they changed a new. They had a new te- They had a new technical director mm. and a new manager yeah. that came in. So came in, wanted his own players, and I think maybe after two months he got sacked. So you never know if I was, if it was a different manager or a different different director or 
anything different something something was different maybe maybe I would have stayed but it's the way it happened happened so and then scoring against uh, is it Jagiellonia yeah yeah Bielostock. scoring against them is that what triggered their interest for further down the line for the move into Poland or uh, I don't know that's just pure it's, coincidence it, I don't know It's it was a long time for mm. for them to kind of hold off I think to, to yeah. make a move um, it would have helped I'm sure that they knew me and yeah uh, maybe for fans as well they would have, they're not thinking who's this guy yeah they can say no this, he scored against us he was whatever played good or um, and but I don't moving. think it was the I don't think I scored and then they said we have to next, sign him yeah. and then a year and a half later <laughs> do you t- yeah yeah you're not do you think there's a is there is there an obviously a step up when you move across to Poland is there a step up in quality obviously the national team are are in good form over the last couple of years is is it the same when it comes to domestically um again it's it's just a different style yeah um it's a lot uh faster pace mm. like the first when i left cyprus i considered myself to be like one of the fitter players mm. like near end the end of games i would have felt confident right i'm more fit than say the full back or center back sure. I know if I have a run I'm feeling better than him and then the first three games in Poland uh, I was like I was getting cramps on like 70 minutes <laughs> 65 70 minutes um, just I think just the pace of play it's up and down all the time um, and it's a it's a more even league I think uh, where you're not a team, it's not like a guarantee where a team's going to beat. Yeah. A top team isn't guaranteed to beat one of the lower teams. You have to work hard and basically it's a fight every game. Um, so that's probably, that was the, the biggest difference. Um, and then like you were saying, the national team, they have a lot of good, uh, a lot of good young, young players, mm. young Polish players in the league. What do you um, what do you think you've learned from I suppose all those clubs and countries you know tactically technically physically is there has has have they all given you something that's sort of molded you into the player that you are now? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Cyprus, the slower pace. Um, you have to you have to be more technical. Your yeah. technique has to be better. Uh, Poland physically you have to be better or for me I think smarter where mm. if I know the centre halves are bigger and stronger than me kind of to make moves to run away from them or to use space better um, and movement in the box um, so stuff like that you, you kind of pick up but also you, that could be stuff that I'd pick up over over time just through maturing as as I'm getting older as well, so yeah, yeah, it could be it could be, it's probably a mix of both for me. Talking about maturing, what are you sporting these days? Is there a tash or is it a beard or or, or <laughs> what's your what's your favourite now? Nah, now it's a beard. It's back to the beard. beard. It's a big beard. Yeah, <laughs> I need to I need to shave it though. I need the winter to, beard, is it? I'm planning on on trimming it down. <laughs> How I don't it? like I seen I seen photos of 
when we've done our team photos, we've had two team photos this season. Yeah. I think the first ones, I don't know, maybe because we signed a good few new players that had to do them again. And for the first ones, I had a, quite a big beard. Right. And then uh, I remember seeing one and I thought, that looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I seen one just so, with a tash. It's a bit too much. And then I see, yeah, so then... Uh, because I, li- I like to just shave it off every now and again, just to kind of like Remember let air get out my skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can't, if I shave it all completely, I look ill. Really. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, I feel weird when I, if I see myself in the mirror, I think no. <laughs> and uh, so I'll keep a mustache. I like the mustache sometimes. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. Um, keep the and then, keep and then the it just happens. It's quite that basically yeah, it's quite two days later, <laughs> we had uh, the team photos again. So, right. yeah. listen, the Polish winter. Have you has it got the full grips of it yet, or is it uh, just winding up? It's a, it's actually warmer here than it is at home now. It is now, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, last now, last week we, there was a lot of snow. Right. Um, but I'm just checking the the weather app now. <laughs> so now now nice. it's two degrees and it's nine o'clock tomorrow it's supposed to be 10 oh, yeah well yeah, yeah now we're, we're not we're hitting the low figures here now so yeah. speaking of winter is there a winter break in poland do you take a couple of weeks off over the christmas or new year's or um yeah there's a break our last game is on friday right so we have a game uh yeah the last game is what the 15th Friday the fifteenth, yeah. and then we've got like three weeks off. Do you get back home for a little break, or will you just take it yeah. over there? No, no, no. I'll have the full. It's three weeks, like holiday. Oh, three and then back break completely. Yeah, and then back back for to Cavan, basically then, or... another preseason. So would you get In... back to Cavan, or, or or a bit of both, bit of Scotland and Cavan? Uh, yeah, a bit of everywhere yeah. because it's basically the last I'd say four or five years. I've had maybe I don't think I've had a holiday or a break yeah. for more than two weeks in the summer. Um, because in Cyprus we were always had the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. For Europa League or Champions League, you're always in the early rounds, and the league was finishing later mm-hmm. and was in the cup finals all the time. So that was like nearly up to June. So I was getting like yeah, basically two weeks or. 10 days sometimes. So who's won the battle? Came from, and even last season, because here a lot of the players had, obviously the Christmas break last season, whereas I didn't get the break at Christmas. So I've come from the previous season, having about 10 days off in the summer and then going right through for like another nearly year and a half. Because here in our, we finished our last game here on the fourth of June, and then we were back in on the twelfth, yeah, or thirteenth or something. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who's won the battle for Christmas Day dinner? Is it in Scotland or is it in in Cavan? Uh, I think at the minute, I think I'm going to be home. Oh, good stuff. We're still. Still working on that, <laughs> yeah. but no, I, I don't mind. It's see, also, it's my 
my girlfriend's birthday, Christmas oh. Day as well. Oh, that's a tricky one. Do you one. buy her two presents or do you, so do you cheap out and just go for the one like you are from Kevin now? So. Of course, I have to get, I have to get two. <laughs> Good man. I, would, I wouldn't get away with, with, with one. Listen, we're just going to take a quick break, uh, Killian, and uh, we'll be back after the ads, okay? Yeah. Cheers. You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. Welcome back uh, to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Uh, Killian Sheridan's on the line. Killian, uh, just on clubs on their youth system, now I'm talking youth system because we talk a lot about uh, different coaching in Ireland and why we're so technically. Uh, I suppose so far behind technically. Um, what what do they do over in? As you say, Cyprus are very technical over there, or whatever in in Poland. What do they do with seven to eleven year olds in their academies? Uh, I've I've no idea. No idea. <laughs> do you never get? Do they I've ne- no do, idea. Do, do no. they never bring the 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 senior players uh, out to to there? No. Nah, no. No. Nah. Great life. I've never done it. Uh, <laughs> God, you're gonna have no, to get out. So that's <laughs> I'm I'm the wrong person to ask that question to. What well, what could what could the League of Ireland learn from uh, uh, if you were to come back and you were to take over the League of Ireland? What what could they learn from the, these leagues? Uh, I've not, see, that's another thing where at Applewell there would have been maybe one, maybe two. Cypriots in a starting 11 and the yeah. same with Ammonia yeah. sometimes yeah. Ammonia would be you'd be pushing to get to Apple maybe had did like more senior kind of internationals but uh, at Ammonia we, there wasn't many Cypriots starting right. um, so I don't know maybe they're not doing it either <laughs> well we, we, the the Irish teams here in the League of Ireland, they've switched to summer football. So now, I suppose, they, they're getting their winter break in now. So games aren't being called off. They're probably getting more time off. Um, Plus they're mid-season for the European games as well. And they're mid-season for the European games, yeah. So that probably yeah. makes it... I, th- I think Scotland should be a summer league. Really? Should be summer football, yeah. yeah. I think they, they don't have the... The weather, if anything, is worse... Right. There than it is in Ireland, um, and I think, I think when you start to see games getting called, it's not. It, it, sometimes it's not even the games being called off. It can be training. Yeah, where te- teams that don't have the majority of the teams don't have like good big training facilities, where they've got heaters on the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So if like as soon as frost comes, that kills the grass, and then you might be training on artificial that majority of players don't like. Sure. Um, so for me, I think summer football is should be in Ireland and Scotland anyway. Uh, any any weird training or match which rules that they do in Europe? In Europe. <laughs> uh, you haven't been asked to sacrifice a goat or anything like they do in Toronto. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, generally it's it's the same. It's I did read, let me have a look. Oh yeah, I did read, um, 
when you were going to your, one of your training sessions that they uh, they took all your phones and and stuff away is that is that ah uh, that was that, that was like one of my first this is when you got that was fright, in Bulgaria was like <laughs> and your passport first, and everything else because <laughs> uh, the yeah the first week there was a bit crazy it was because uh, their league started quite early in the summer. And I think that, yeah, so I came in maybe August time, middle of August or end of August. Yeah. And they lost, they were losing a few games. So I arrived and basically the next day the the manager got sacked. Nice. And they brought in a new guy and they wanted, he wanted to go with the team away, like say an hour outside of Sofia or two hours outside for like two or three days, just the team train and stuff like this. And when we got on the bus to leave the training ground, the like big, I wouldn't even say they were sick. They were more like bodyguards of the president <laughs> came on and with bags. And I was looking like, what's going on here? And someone told me, oh, I have to give your phones in. <laughs> I was thinking, whatever, what is this? What are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, it was mad. But I, I kept... The club gave me a phone. Right. So I just gave them that. So I kept... Oh, kept your own. My, <laughs> like, phone from the UK. Right. And it's like I was on the way and I was texting people, like, this is mental. Or... <laughs> SOS. If, if you don't hear yeah. from me in the next two don't, days, send, don't send phone, somebody Don't phone me for the next two days. <laughs> Listen, are you one of those players that swap jerseys all the time? Would you have somewhere that you keep certain jerseys uh, uh, framed or on a wall or just put aside uh, no I've uh, at home I've a load of jerseys hanging up just in a wardrobe but they're all my own from oh, every right. team <laughs> signed them all did you and he set up the not that far I've never been I've swapped with players that I know yeah 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 like maybe I'm friends with and I'll swap with them Mm. Uh, but nah, I find I, I don't know. I find it hard to to go up and kind of ask. Yeah, say it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a fear of rejection from them. Because <laughs> yeah. I've I've said this a few times where I with Celtic when we played United, I asked Ronaldo, <laughs> and he muttered something in I don't know English or Portuguese, <laughs> and I think looking back now, I think he was saying someone now I know obviously someone else would have asked during the game because okay. it was Ronaldo right uh, and then that I said okay I'm not doing that again <laughs> and then when we played Barcelona um, the first one in the in the new camp yeah mm. and uh, after the game I said it to Pique and he done the same so I think maybe he promised it to someone else I said right so it's a fear now 100%, 100% I'm not asking anymore and that was the first game in the groups yeah so I had like another whatever five games didn't do and I didn't I didn't ask anyone so uh, what are Barcelona like to play against uh, we played we played kind of two different Barcelonas the first one when we played them in the new camp we lost we lost one nil and they scored from a set piece a header right uh, and they just it was like in the early days of enrique right yes uh, and then once they got going 
to I think it was four nil. And they were just that was like it was t- like two di- two different teams. Is it is it hard to get the ball off them? Um, yeah, yeah. We were set up the first game. We were set up. the The manager we had at the time was very good at setting us up against all those good teams right. to like be hard to play against and compact. Um, but with them, they just they, the the thing is when it, like. That was probably what I noticed with Messi when he's like squaring you up or the like odd time where I'd have to track back and or I'd find myself against him. Mm. You know what he's going to do. Like you, you, can't stop it. you see him and you're thinking, right, he's going to cut in on his left and do something. But he just does it that split second before yeah. you think. And that's, <laughs> and yeah. And even like his crossing, when he comes in and crosses it, with his left foot, he it's he that cross. I think it's so underrated. Yeah, how right. how good his crossing is. Yeah, he's so, coming and just just putting it perfect over defenders' heads to like maybe a player a meter behind the defender. Yeah, and it was that was that was probably what impressed me the most. We had a guy a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's kind of a professional gambler, but he's a bit of a rain man when it comes to statistics and figures. And something came up about Messi and Ronaldo, and he just there was no. He said there was no comparison to Messi by a long, long shot, and he came up with this fantastic argument. But would you be in relation to Messi and Ronaldo? Obviously, seeing both of them on the pitch, do you think there's a difference, or is there a preference, or are they both as good as each other? I think Messi's the better player. Yeah, I think that's clear mm. or obvious. Unless if people think otherwise, it's it's bias. Yeah, but I prefer Ronaldo. You're right. I I like him better. So, is there is there a reason for that? I just I don't know. I think the fact that he's made everything himself, he's worked yeah himself into the position he's in, right. and it's so kind of more than naturally gifted. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I'm not, but at the same time, I'm not saying yeah, Messi's lazy <laughs> and it's just like it just comes to him I'm yes. sure he's definitely more talented or mm. naturally good but I just like Ronaldo better for the fact that he's worked so it's hard or he's, like his mentality yeah. and stuff like that yeah. yeah and the fact a little bit that kind of everyone hates him <laughs> you're pretty underdog <laughs> it's kind of a little bit yeah it's yeah. Uh, I don't know it annoys me a bit uh, I think they hate him because of Messi if Messi wasn't there, I don't think he'd be hated as much. Yeah, that's a fair. He's point. like the he's like the villain to the hero. <laughs> I I would say possibly though he doesn't do himself any favors if he passes someone, uh, makes an assist, they score, and he goes off and celebrates the other way from the team. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably but but he doesn't care. He doesn't no, care. He's no, he is so <laughs> driven and <laughs> one one way thinking. That's Listen, that's what I, I admire. It. We give you. Uh, the big three that we do, uh, yeah. under my skin card, thumbs up card, puzzle card. So we'll start off with the under my skin card. What what gets under your skin? Uh, a lot of football media. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that, <laughs> I was looking at your Twitter and I was like, I hope he says Thierry Henry. <laughs> nah, fo- nah, football media, more like Sorry. us. What, <laughs> what, what it's made players speak like. Yeah, there's no characters like, anymore, you think? No, nah, not that there's no characters. There's no... 
like an interview, a pre-match interview, a post-match yeah. interview. You don't need to interview a player. You know what they're no, going to say. Yeah, yeah. You can... It's, it drives me mad. I tell and you they, what. I, even, like, I hate doing them. Yeah. I, I do it anyway. Like, when they ask me, I give the the normal answers everyone do you try knows. and entertain yourself at all and try and slip in something just for your own benefit or do you just go into that robot mode nah, not really I just, you just do it automatically yeah yeah. Um, and like I heard oh, I was watching a, the other night I watched Aberdeen played Dundee it was on BT I think and I was watching it and after the game uh, an Aberdeen player Christie, Ryan Christie, maybe his name. Anyway, he got man of the match and we're speaking to him and a young centre half. Mm. And the centre half was afterwards, so when I heard them speaking, he he said, uh, they were talking to Christie about the centre half who scored the goal. That was it. Mm. And he was saying, um, yeah, he's been brilliant. He's come in like, and for such a young player, he's he's handled it amazing. And then I was thinking in my head, this guy, Christy speaking, is really young also. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so I just uh, Googled both of them to get their ages. So the Christy's 22 and the guy he was talking about was 21. <laughs> I just thought that's... The kid's doing well. That's what's happened, yeah. So To be fair, the, the woman interviewing them said, said to him, well, you're pretty young yourself. <laughs> so the likes so of that, Troy Deeney that, after the Arsenal game, did you find that refreshing? Or did you see uh, that? Nah, that was a bit. Or was it a bit disrespectful? Or uh, no, I just thought it was a bit cringy. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do it. They do a thing in League of Ireland now, which I detest. It's uh, during the game, they go over oh, and yeah. they get the manager and they pull him to the side and and they do an interview. Now it must be something that they have in the contract or something. But yeah. you can see the manager has no interest whatsoever to be talking and telling the, the fella on the telly what he's actually going to do, what, what what subs he brought on, who he's going to bring on. So you get nothing out of it, basically. You get nothing out of it, no. And he's, yeah. and he's, and he's not even looking at your man, you know. So, yeah, that, that I'd be up with that, anyhow. Uh, the, and the other side of that one is when managers come on to, like, Monday Night Football, for example, or they're on a show talking about football, I get the feeling that they have to they try and talk about tactics and stuff as much as they can as and as in detail as they can. Mm-hmm. So people will look at them and think, Oh actually yeah, he's a very good manager. He he's yeah, yeah, so we get a YouTube like, almost going on to justify themselves that yeah. No, I'm I'm really good. It's, yeah, yeah. I remember the Thierry Henry one was on talking about Pep Guardiola. No, it was an interesting one, but yeah, Thierry Henry doesn't 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 do it for me, I have to say. Uh, oh, thumbs up, thumbs up card. What, anything in sport that sort of you do like? Uh, the VAR system. Yeah, yeah. We we have it here in Poland. Oh, super! And it's brilliant. It's literally maximum twenty seconds. So when something happens, if there's a goal that maybe they think is offside, uh, the referee will. I think signal up to the mm. um whatever the guy the video referee or he'll have a look and tell them and then he'll either whistle okay it's a goal or free kick right and did he do that for penos as well or is it just for awesome? anything in the box so say if yeah. I go down if there's a corner and yeah. I go down think maybe someone's 
tried to drag me down. Yeah. And I go and claim for a penalty. I think they have to look at it. Anything right. in the... They have to look at anything in the box. Right. And is, that, is there... I think it goes back 50 seconds, right. 30 seconds, yeah. maybe. And do you have many calls think... or is it as many times Yeah, as we've want? had... I'd say we've had about three... Three goals teams have scored to be ruled out for offside. All right. Okay. So the team goes away celebrating and then you're kind of waiting for the decision and then you see it afterwards and you can see. And can referees be influenced, do you think? I don't think so, no. No. If it's a video, I don't see how. And do you think the flow of the game hasn't really changed that much because, again, you restart the game in normal time, it's already sorted and you you don't find there's a longer delay Uh, at all? No, the flow of the game is is 20 seconds. Football's not not that fast-flowing where a 15, 20-second break is going to... So you haven't felt yourself waiting for longer than than you, you, you kind of normally would if, if the game was restarting from whatever the instant was. Say that again? You you haven't found yourself kind of hanging on, waiting for the decision, really. It's kind of just... The, 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 again, they celebrate, and again, you say go back to, to tip off. You already know the decision, so you're not really kind of waiting that any longer, are you? Yeah, sometimes when you kind of know, when maybe you're yeah. clutching or and you're thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be disallowed, but... Yeah. Normally you'll know okay yeah. it's going to be a goal, yeah, and then you're maybe waiting to tip off again for twenty seconds. And obviously it's coming into the World Cup now in the summer, so it's really going to get around on a global stage. And if it goes well with any con- without controversy, it might obviously start spreading around to all the big competitions. Yeah, yeah and- the o- the only bad thing I've seen from it is uh, there was a foul. There was a game here and it was like near the end of the game where they've used this to find out if it was a free, if it was a foul or not. Okay. No, sorry. They were using it to decide whether it was in the box or outside the box. Right. But then when they went back and looked at it, you could see it was inside the box, but you could see it wasn't a foul. Yeah. Ah, right. But they still gave the penalty. No. So I I don't know if there's something where... They can only use it for one decision. Depending on what one, the referee is Like asked. maybe only fouls or I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They can only look at it for what he's actually asked for. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. fair enough. Uh, puzzled card. So that and that, that they just don't get. This could be anything. Uh, this is with football. Wait, well, anything, anything you want. Any football, football. I've been thinking of football. Um, right. The uh, It's similar to... To the VAR, mm. it's when replays are like contentious decisions with offsides or stuff like that, where there's maybe a goal and people are like, "Is he offsides?" And they'll show a picture with a line where offside is, <laughs> and maybe the player is like halfway over the line, <laughs> and they're asking, "Is this offside?" Yeah. When they're showing a picture. That's showing the player <laughs> offside, <laughs> but and they just they debated for so long. Like the what was it? Uh, Silva against Arsenal. Yeah, and I remember seeing it after like Sky Sky done a uh, a poll or something. I seen maybe it was their Twitter or maybe it was Sky Sports News. I don't know. 
like asking, is Silva offside or do you think Silva was offside? Why not? They do, they do have these ones. Ever see it where they, they do use the goal line technology and what's the name of it? The technology? Uh, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And the ball yeah. bounces, hits the post and comes out. And it was never anywhere near the line or, it's, still show, or, or it's a yard off and they still show the replay. And then, yeah. they, then they'll go back to the studio at halftime and they'll still discuss <laughs> the one that hit the post. And So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. Sometimes, you get, get value for their money. Yeah, you just That's get it. your value for the money. Um, so you didn't play last weekend. What happened there? Uh, no, I had, a, had an injury. My hip, hmm. I just kind of overst... I didn't tear a muscle, but I... It was like just on the cusp, right? Uh, so it was kind of overstretched a little. That's back to back to norm again, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's getting there to take it kind of day by day. Right, good stuff. Uh, and hopefully, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for you. And hopefully, uh, <laughs> you get that uh, Ballon d'Or nominee soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for you, uh, even though you. You are comfortable with it. We, a lot of people are talking. We'd like to see you back in the Irish. I'm just fold, looking so. at him. Um, I'm just because like, we. No, don't don't get me wrong. So would I. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, I'd yeah, love, we're I'd not love to be. Just... I'm fairly sure you said you didn't want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just ask you, just lastly on that? Because I, I meant to ask this at the start. Did you have a conversation with Martin O'Neill? Yes or no? Did he discuss anything with you about the Irish setup? No. Okay, that's no. fine. That's great. That's fine. Sorry, Dave, what were you saying? No, just because uh, we usually talk to a couple of the guys, uh, footballers we've had on before, and we, we have their FIFA stats and whatever. But just underneath, see, there's a special page where you can literally look at any player in FIFA. But there's comments, and of course, there's a few <laughs> There's a few Irish lads. And it's like, Is this for Killians? Yeah. Okay. And it's like, oh, 100% needs a call up for Ireland. Quality player. And then the next one, I'd have him over McGoldrick. And, blurred, and bloody Murphy any day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then it's like, the vegan legend is back. <laughs> and then a lot of Polish so I'm just going to have to move on it's all, obviously all good no it's all good it's all good to Polish yeah. you, sure. it's all good do you play FIFA? no no, no well then it doesn't matter we're not going to nah. talk about it we won't, we won't talk about your stats so. except for your defending it is shocking they have you 22 out of 100 22 yeah you wouldn't be happy with that my defensive heading should be a bit higher um, <laughs> no and a heading oh no in fairness heading is 72 for your defending Ah. Uh. Yeah. Sorry, not too bad. Yeah. But the rest of it, not too good. That's all flick-ons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, listen, Killian, uh, it's been brilliant talking to you. Uh, hopefully, uh, you, you get yourself back. Uh, if we, We'd love to see you win the league over there because I believe they haven't, uh, they haven't won the league over there at all, ever? No, no. no. And last year, it was runners-up, so, so close uh, yet so far. But it'd be great to see uh, a success over there. You know, get around a few, a few places and... You know, never know. One day you might be back in uh, in in maybe Ireland, but uh, maybe I'll get back to the UK at some stage again. But uh, it's been a thrill to have you on. Yeah, no, like I said, my pleasure, and and I enjoyed it. So great, thanks very Listen, much. Have a good one, Christmas. All right.